Welcome to Change Making Women, the podcast for women who make a difference. With Ziada Bade in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, and Marianne Clements in London, in the UK. So, hi everyone, and welcome to Change Making Women podcast. Today, we are talking to Doris Smolel, founder and executive director at Doris Smolel Foundation. I hope I got that one right. Yes, you did. <laughs> okay, my name is Ziada. I'm podcasting from Dar es Salaam together with Marianne. Hi, mm-hmm. I'm podcasting. Yes, podcasting, podcasting from London in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> so, Doris, tell us uh, a bit about yourself, where you're podcasting from, and what you do. Hello, so I'm Doris. I'm Doris Molel, broadcasting from Dar es Salaam. I am a 26,900 uh, premature born, <laughs> and I um, I'm a Maasai by tribe. I'm, I'm, I'm a founder and executive director of uh, Doris Moore Foundation. It's an initiative to support the born to Sunni in Tanzania. Um, they normally call them GT in Swahili, the short name of it or the nickname of it. Um, I, I came about to start this foundation because of the way that the premature baby's life is. And there was no so much awareness about the premature baby. So I was like, why not take this initiative to raise awareness of the born too soon like me in Tanzania? So um, using my name, because I had I, ha- I have the Miss Tanzania background, was very easy because it was easy, easy for people to get to know, oh, okay, oh, so she was born premature and then she's doing this to support their lives. So it became so quick for people to understand what I'm truly doing. And... Um, at some point, yes, um, people used to um, take babies who were born too soon as babies who are always going to be disabled, as always babies who are always going to look like they're not able to do so much than uh, a full-term baby. So using the awareness has really helped me to meet different parents, uh, to talk to different people and to understand their way of thinking and also to try to see how best I can do to save these babies who are born too soon. So basically, we raise awareness, we furnish hospitals with equipment, and we try to drive advocacy for um, at least our government to build up policies that can cover these babies and to make sure at least we reduce the premature death at least by half percent by 2025. That's a goal of the um, Global Action Report that came out in 2012. Um, talk to me about uh, about this. How challenging has it been for you to, you know, to to create this awareness, especially kwa hapa Tanzania? Well, it has been difficult. Um, kwa sabu, mm. at first time, at first time, wakati na everyone was like, "What is premature babies?" Mm. And it's not like um, they never completely knew about it. Um, the awareness gap is big to the extent that people know about the name premature, mm. but mm-hmm. um, the causes to why premature babies are coming or they're increasing was mm. no one was aware of that unless you're a doctor or a nurse or um, anywhere in the medical field. Okay. So it took me so much challenge to start getting to raise awareness to um, a family level, 
to mm. up to somewhere get into so much media um to get them as a partners to to raise more awareness about this so it was difficult to different stages so at least when i go to a partner or a sponsor and ask him or her you know can you try at least um to support us in raising awareness to premature baby so you first have to you know explain what a premature baby is that means mm. they hardly they hardly knew of what a premature baby is like but they usually um get to understand just the term premature but how they come out and the the kind of life they live while they're in hospital or the side effect of being born too soon most of Tanzanians never got to know so i i also um came to see a platform that uh, it's very much important to use my social walls mm. to at least raise awareness through posting different things what are the causes of premature baby what are the side effects of a, a premature born and um in that way i've managed to get people to understand what really premature baby is but mm. though i feel like i've only reached to 20% of the kind of people that i need to get okay. and um you know uh, for instance in zanzibar um 51% of women deliver at home and 49 deliver um in the hospital so mm. i also need to reach those people who do not deliver in hospital so it's kind of challenging to um start up to get to those underground people um who have no connections to social media they mm. hardly know even whatsapp is so that kind of a group of people is where the majority are and that's where my big challenge is But oh yeah I'm walking slowly I'm getting there um and I'm going to be launching um Harris to Reach campaign mm. that is going to be this year to 2020 trying to reach those families that cannot reach the social media the WhatsApp the Instagram mm. and the like yes so challenge is to get those people who have no social um media connection mm, they're completely yeah they're completely out of the of the world of social media those are my challenge but people who have social media i try my level best to reach first to the media itself using newspapers and blogs and i'm really thankful that um at least lo- the local partners who are in tz are really good um supporters of us so at least when we go donate machines to different hospitals it helps and so um through that we have managed to um reached 23 hospitals mm-hmm. in Tanzania and um actually we are celebrating saving lives of 4500 premature babies so that's wow. the most that's the most beautiful thing that keeps me going and keeps me survive um to continue to raise awareness about these babies as well as to support the government through furnishing hospitals with, with equipment so that's the most important thing that we as DMF are really proud of but then we have that kind of group that we need to reach which is our challenge. Mm. So so Doris is your is your kind of number one goal the awareness raising and then the the equipping of hospitals is kind of a a secondary thing or or how would you see it? Um our main goal is to reduce the death rate of the born too soon. Mhm. So awareness is our first objective that helps us to put in prevention of preterm birth mm-hmm. automatically we reduce the preterm death yeah. so uh, our second objective is to furnish hospitals with equipment 
So we try to see how best we can have these two things in one. That's where we end up rising awareness. At the same time, we have to furnish these hospitals with equipment so that at least um, when they're born, we yeah. try to make sure they don't go through death. Yeah. Yeah. So the rest of our objectives are, uh, are mainly on advocacy and trying to put attention to the government that they need to build up policies to govern these babies that mm-hmm. um, at least they survive um, while they're in hospital and also the, de- the development of these babies as they grow up. Because um, most of them, they tend to have certain disability in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. So who is watching and who is taking care of them and who is there to see who is getting which kind of disability and what kind of attention should we put into. So there's so much to be done. Yeah. But um, there are f- very few people who are supporting. So if we get more people to support in different aspects, that keeps a, uh, it keeps a very um, good environment for these babies to grow up. Mm. And you, uh, you spoke before I heard you saying about um, trying to reduce by a, a, a half a percent the numbers. What are the, I don't know if you mentioned what the, the current like, figures are. Did you, maybe you did and I missed it because my internet was going wrong. <laughs> um, the numbers of um, prem, uh, ba- premature babies that die in Tanzania, do you, have you got those numbers in your head? Oh yeah, yes. Um, a report of 2015 mm-hmm. had mentioned that um, 213,000 premature babies were born. And um, out of the 213, 13,900 uh, babies were dying due to complications of prematurity. Yeah. And you know that makes up to uh, 40% of the babies who are dying before uh, five years of their age. Really? So, okay. Yes, and prematurity. Yeah, yeah, prematurity being a leading cause of death for newborns under five. So yeah. if it makes up to a forty percent of the baby who are dying under five, that means we're losing a lot of babies, and yeah. it keeps increasing each year. So the de- the birth keeps on going high, and the death rate keeps on going higher as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, with the premature babies, what will be, is it the fact that uh, the hospitals or many dispensaries, whether urban or the rural areas, don't have the necessary equipments to take care of this, uh, these children? Or what, uh, or what is it that, you know, about the, the premature that actually causes, you know, causes death or the death toll becomes on the high side? Well, um, first and very, very key uh, for me, I, w- I always see it, it's knowledge gap. The knowledge okay. gap is so big compared to people who really know about the premature um, issue. Um, first of all, if you take a look at um, the hospitals themselves, the, st- the quality of stuff that we need to have to save these premature babies is very little compared to the number of premature babies who are born mm. each year. So, um, and, the, and you know, these premature babies are always very um, fragile and they need to be in, under intensive care. So you find that in most of um, uh, dispensaries in district hospitals or even the district of hospitals themselves do not have the NICU, the neonatal intensive care units, 
So they end up having, let's say, a kangaroo so if, um, space or a unit. Or sometimes you only have, they have a children's ward or maternity ward. So it's, it's very hard to keep the fact that um, we do have lack of enough neonatal intensive care units. Mostly, you hardly find them in the district, district hospitals. You could only find them in the regional um, hospitals. So let's see which kind of women who can drive all the way to reach to the regional hospitals, who can okay. ride bicycles to reach to the um, regional hospitals. So it's very complicated. Most of babies do, do die because of the kind of um, staff that we have. They don't have a passion to it. Some also get to, you know, ignorance. And um, some do not even have the new modern ways of, uh, of, of taking, taking care of these babies in the best way. And also sometimes, um, for instance, I'll give you an example. I was in uh, Zanzibar some days back. And uh, there was a mom who gave birth to triplets. Mm. Um, she was told, first of all, she never knew that she was going to have a prim to premature babies. So at least she could have prepared her mind that she was going to deliver early and the side effects of um, giving birth early are these kind of a premature babies who have these kind of side effects. Right, so, because with triplets, that it was yeah, sure that it will be early, right? Yeah, but she, was, she didn't know anything and she's coming from Zanzibar and it was her first time to deliver um, okay. in hospital. So... Um, uh, all of the triplets babies were not able to suck milk, so they were taking milk through uh, feeding tubes. Mm -hmm. So um, she got so tired to the extent that the third baby, as she was uh, giving milk, she ended up falling asleep. And so the nurse was not around close by. So when the baby chucked milk and she couldn't, uh, the baby, the, usually they're not able to suck out milk. So the baby ended, ended up passing away on mm. her chest so the morning after as she wakes up she just got to her attention to understand that the baby passed away on her chest and then she started complaining oh this hospital has so much witchcraft to the extent that it kills my baby so i'm going to leave this hospital now so she left home with two babies mm. and yet she did not want to understand why her baby passed away so when the nurse came to um, see the what made the baby go away was actually milk that um, she was giving her a uh, baby. So you see here, the nest was not around. And also at the same time, the mother did not understand the magnitude of work that she had. Also, the family was not there to support. So still the knowledge gap is so huge that we need to unlock at least for people to understand um, what does really take to support or to save a premature baby. It needs from family level to a national level to make mm -hmm. sure these babies are not born too soon. At the same time, if they're born, then we make sure they don't die early. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's a, it's a really sad story, Doris, um, especially when, you know, knowing that maybe with more support that baby could have been saved. Um, I'm wondering, like, for people listening who might not know much about this subject, um, what, just so that they know if, if, if it's useful information for them in future, like what things can you do um, to reduce premature birth where that's possible? And what things should they know about caring for babies 
you know that are born prematurely I think the first thing <laughs> sorry go ahead mm. No, it's okay. Um, I think the first thing first, um, it will be to get prepared uh, for uh, having a child. Mm -hmm. So at least when a mother and a father sit together to plan having a child, it makes it easier to understand what they're looking forward to. So just in case a mother gets to have a baby too soon, they know what to expect. And also um, the fact that these parents understand what are their roles that means the family also that surround them has to know their roles just see an example of this woman who uh, they got triplets but um, no one was there to help this mother at least get relief of that tiresome day of making sure she stays on bed to have a baby kangaroo that means it's a skin to skin uh, mother care it's like another kind of way to make sure these babies are surviving you keep uh, the baby close to your chest. That's a very famous method. But at the end of the day, these mothers need some comfort. They need some love. You know, um, at the same time, when they get those kind of things from their family, it gives them motivation to keep on um, being there for this premature baby. And also, um, we don't have to forget that um, everyone has a role to play. And um, by saying so, it means everyone has to take a chance to make sure these babies are still surviving. Um, that means it's from, from the stakeholders to donors to partners to sponsors they have to make sure at least wherever they can to make sure these hospitals are furnished very well with uh, all the equipments that are necessary to save this premature baby that will be very important um, because um, if you walk in a hospital and there is no effort to therapy machine that will help a baby um, when a baby gets a jaundice then that means if a baby gets jaundice automatically when she or he will have a brain damage, who will she be able to say it was the cause of a certain um, equipment that was not there to take care of this baby? So at the end of the day, we all need to make sure that wherever we can support these babies, let's make sure we put a neonatal intensive care unit, even if it's small. We make sure there are enough equipments, even if it's not too many to accommodate everyone, but at least to make sure they're there to support the number of babies that are around. And also we have to make sure that we help these um, nurses and doctors to go for refreshments, especially um, on knowledge um, aspect on how best they can nurse these premature children. Because at the end of the day, um, if these nurses are not committed enough, then that's why we have premature babies dying each and every day and nobody seems to care. And um, Men also don't um, uh, have to really care about um, the kind of treatment they give to their women because stress is the, one of the most um, huge factor to uh, a cause of preterm labor. So at least if they're looking to making sure this woman does not get stressed, does not um, put some excessive work, make sure that uh, whenever she's sick, she gets treated. Um, the other minor things can be well taken care of, but making sure that these women eat uh, very well. That means there's a nutritious food. Make sure they don't, meet, uh, they don't miss the most important things in their body nutrients to make sure these babies grow so well. So there's so much to be encountered to make sure these babies are surviving. But it starts from a family level. It starts from a mother and a father who are planning to have this child. But at the end of the day, um, we also don't have to forget that um, we do have young girls who deliver early and um, early pregnancy is also a side effect to premature labor and also premature babies come from um, 
mothers who get their babies too soon before their time. So also um, setting some policies to make sure these babies are well taken care of at the same time to make sure these young girls do not deliver before their time is one of the things that we need to really make sure we take uh, into account. Hi, it's Marianne here and I wanted to tell you about Jijaze, the community I founded for women who want to make a real difference in the world, but do so without totally depleting themselves. In our community, we have resources to help and support you, discussions to inspire you and loads of information about how really taking care of yourself is an important part of making change happen in the world. You can find out more about how to join us by going to www.jijaze.com. That's J-I-J-A-Z-E. If you click on join us, you can jump straight to the info about how to join. We're so looking forward to welcoming you to our community. Brilliant. Thanks for sharing that with us what too soon means in the in the context of this so um it means i'm assuming it means before 37 weeks like preterm yes and then i was, I was yes. asking for clarification about um the earliest the baby can be born and survive because i'm not sure what it is. 29 weeks sounds early which is what you said you were right yes in real sense yes preterm is before 30, 37 weeks but a premature baby can occur anytime some do come when they're in five months six yeah. months meaning that um you can you can also get a baby who's born at 900 grams 800 grams 400 grams i have seen babies who survive with 450 grams but not in tanzania actually that is from stories that we share from our social walls there are babies who are uh, born with the youngest grams but they still survive right um it's always like this mm-hmm. the young the 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 more the preterm, yeah. the more the complication. Right. So if you are born with less, the less of the weeks, the more the complication. Um, yeah. You don't expect yeah. a baby having 600 grams to be the same as a baby who is having 1.5 grams. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, it, 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 it's, a, it's a different story because I remember from my case when I was born with 900 grams, um, it took me so much time to, to become uh, a 1.5 kg. Um, yeah. I remember I had difficulties in breathing, difficulties in uh, sucking my mother's milk. And then I, I sometimes I, I used to get um, uh, uh, malaria, sometimes you get some little diseases. You get jaundice, they put you in phototherapy machine. So it took me two months to come out of the hospital. It's yeah. such a difficult thing because, you know, parents do... Uh, use a lot of time in the hospital, especially mothers. Now, take an accountant. An, an accountant is if if a mom is a businesswoman, that means everything stops. Right, right, right. And yeah. and if everything stops automatically, um, there's no income and um, life becomes hard. The baby needs to eat. Uh, mother has to make sure um, she fills the baby with the uh, breast milk. So everything becomes complicated. Right. At the end of the day, we need the family to be there close to the, um, to the mother who gives birth to this born too soon. So it's really a complicated world, but it always can be easier when everyone takes a role. Yeah, mm, absolutely. 
And uh, uh, just a little bit coming up, I'm quite sure what you're also doing as uh, UN Women Empower Women Global Champion for Change. I guess it's uh, similar to your foundation as well. Um, talk, yes. uh, talk to us through uh, this, uh, this other side of things that you do as an, you know, the, the global champion for change. Oh, uh, that was an interesting opportunity. Um, we were like a hundred and uh, uh, we were like somewhere like 2000 something. And then okay. um, um, 145, we got chosen. Mm. And then five of us were coming from Tanzania. Actually, it was for the first time. So okay. it was such a beautiful, mm. yeah. So it was such a good platform, but there was a process to it. Uh, mm. we, apply, we applied for it and then um, we were tasked to do um, different uh, activities around financial inclusions and um, some people picked uh, digital financial literacy and different things. So, of course, I picked financial inclusion and also trying to see how women get to develop their life through digital um, financial um, uses so I got to see the use of M-Pesa to support women and so I found an interesting story about a woman who started using M-Pesa business and now it has completely changed her life so from there onwards I shared her story and then it was a one among the good stories so that's why we got chosen um, in the few people who were the champions for change now coming to the role as a champion for change um, Everyone is tasked to make sure that they do a different, uh, unique activity to make sure that they empower women in a different way. So I took my time to do three different things. First of all, I uh, took my time to, to speak to young girls. And um, I made sure I include young boys and discuss uh, the challenges that girls face in this globalized world for them not to be innovative. So it was such a beautiful thing because um, I got to hear stories from boys saying why girls are failing, why girls are not being innovative, why girls are so behind in different issues. And, that, and, that, uh, and through that way, I got to, to get different opinions that I'm actually we are first working on in our program um, called Kuamfano that we're partnering with Frederick Nauman uh, Foundation. Um, it is a German NGO. This program is specifically to support the young uh, girls and boys to understand themselves better in terms of um, knowing their responsibilities and their rights uh, in discussing various matters that affect their daily life from class and to their normal life. So um, if, if Ziada, you agree with me, these days you don't see um, like young students who take Dala Dala and they would stand up to at least make sure um, an elder woman gets to sit to the seat. They would just look at the woman and they're like, so why aren't you even take that initiative to mm. make sure an elder woman sits and while you keep standing at least, or help a woman who has a very heavy luggage, you know, becoming an example. So we don't have that. And so it was a solution that came out from students themselves. So it gave me an opportunity to speak to different people and understand the other side of it. And also um, the most interesting story about um, being a champion for change, I got to meet this uh, very innovative woman who gets to teach others on how best they can survive um, because they are affected with HIV AIDS. Mm. 
Mm. And um, what she does is she takes the eggshells and she makes sure she turns them into powder form. And mm-hmm. that powder form can be used to clean utensils, to clean washrooms, to clean any dirty thing that can come around. So, oh. yes, that powder form, and these women sell the powder form 5,000 per, um, per a small cup-like, yeah, a cup-like um, gram packed. So they get money out of that powder form from the eggshells. And the eggshells, they do collect them from the young boys uh, who sell chips my eye on streets so you can imagine how easy it is and it's innovative and they also get money out of it so these women who are affected with hiv now they've completely changed their ways of life Mm. just because of that one product so it was such an inspiring thing and Mm. i keep on sharing her story whenever i talk to different people so amazing Mm. yeah so that was the most amazing thing um that I could really found out. And also I got to join the women who are plating here in Mwenge. I got to connect them with uh, NMB so that they can be told on how best they can do um, their financial sustainabilities. And they're very happy. Actually, got, 10 of them are now doing very well because they managed to take some small loan that has no uh, interest and now they're doing their business so well to the extent that they're thanking me each and every day. So that, the, other side, the other side of me was using that platform to meet different kinds of women and understand their kind of life. Though in between, I got to meet um, the, some few women who also got premature children out of um, their own life. So it became very interesting to understand the other side of income they have the way the women hustle to get income and the way they get to run their life and yet they have different difficulties and coming from different backgrounds so it's really an interesting uh phase to become a global champion for change and still i'm taking different initiatives to make sure um the few um opinion given by students i do take them and to accountable because at least i have a foundation it's easy to implement them and not wait for the government to implement things that we youth can do, implement them to support uh, their roles in the society. Mm -hmm. Great. So I I want to ask you a bit about you, Doris, because I'm Mm -hmm. interested in how, okay, you you told us about um, having been premature born yourself, but how did you go from that personal story to a place where you're doing this amazing work and really taking this this work forward in Tanzania like what 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 things happened in your life that spurred you to make that make take that action at first time um when I was when I wanted to give back from the beauty side of you actually mm-hmm. when I finished um Miss Tanzania and became second runner-up so hold, I on, started thinking, on, hold on tell us about that because some of our listeners are not gonna know <laughs> 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 All right, so I competed for Miss Tanzania. Mm-hmm. Um, when was that? I went 2014. Okay, cool. Yes, and I became a second runner-up. Okay. Um, so usually we go through different stages. You have to go through a district, and then you come for a zone, and then you come for a national. So I became a singida that comes from a region, then zone. Mm-hmm. I became a central zone. 
And then I came from Miss Tanzania, I became a second runner-up. So at least I have some few crowns. Mm-hmm. Um, as, I was, <laughs> as I was choosing my path for charity, I first wanted to, to support the disabled children because I was so connected to them. And I used to go to Hurum Chankanikos uh, school to at least save some time and be with them. So as I was doing that, um, I came to see the need to help them. But yet when I was sharing a story with my mom someday, I told her mom that I want to support these disabled kids. And she was like, why don't you go support the premature babies? So I was like, why are you saying premature babies? And she told me, yeah, because you're born. So I was like, really? Yeah. So that was the time that I said, okay, let me go to the hospital tomorrow and find out how premature babies really look like and um, which kind of life they go through. So um, when I went, I went to Amana to take my first visit. Mm-hmm. I, I was really touched. Mm-hmm. Um, then I was like, okay, let me just, let me just go through each and everything. So I went through a story of two different mothers seeing how difficult it is to breastfeed. Some milk do not come out. Some milk um, come out too much. Some don't eat well because they're not well financially. So everything was so complicated. And then I got to see a baby who turned green. And then at some time I saw one turning yellow. So everything was so mixed up. And then I was like, okay, so these babies go through different um, stages in life to fight for their survival. And then also I got to talk to different doctors and they're also showing me how um, lack of enough equipment we have in Tanzania. So I, I said, okay, let me try to see how best I can work this. But the interesting thing that made me connect so well with um, the disabled kids is the fact that um, most of premature babies that are born, they face a lifetime disability. So I was like, okay, so I'm not so far from what I was really into, supporting the disabled kids. And then, then after I started looking up to how many people were born premature that I know. So I, then I came across Steve Wanda and then because he also had retinopathy of um, his eye because he became blind after being um, in an incubator for so long and lights got to affect his eyes. Then I got to see Messi also a story of having um, um, hormonal problems. That's why his growth was an issue. So I got to see so much wonderful people like um, Isaac Newton and reading their stories and Saul Sonchacho. So I was like, oh, wow. So premature babies are really cool. So out of it, I started campaigning and telling people that to be born too soon is cool. But, you know, we have to make sure these babies are surviving. So also sharing my story was a beautiful thing because people could see that also, yeah, you can be a premature and you can be anything. So I was, I, was, I was being a face to give a hope to mothers and future parents that even if you have a premature baby, if you will take care of him or her, he or she will grow up and the fruits of uh, the survival will be seen. Like we have Mishmio Angela Kairuki today and she's a, a minister in the uh, president's office. So she was also well taken care of. That's why she's um, saving the community today. There's so much of uh, Doris's who are out there, but they need to make sure that um, they get a nice care they, they grew up so well to the extent that everyone gets to support them and to also be with them in a different uh, angle. If you understand, um, premature baby's life is so complicated. It needs a special care. It needs an intensive care. If we all take that uh, accountability to make sure these babies are surviving, then we're going to have a generation that's uh, so good because, um, of course, to some extent, they say uh, premature babies are intelligent. Um, 
if you see from different examples, yes, you can take that to accountable, but we have to make sure that these babies are given the right care so that they get to survive and then we get to also enjoy their fruits of them being um, survivors. Mm. Okay. And so in terms of, you talked about taking care. So when you're not uh, doing Doris of Maleo Foundation, how do you take care of yourself? <laughs> That's very funny. Well, I do save some time <laughs> for myself. I save some time for myself because um, on the other side, I'm still studying. I'm taking my master's degree in human resource. And um, I have been fully student, like um, since 2011. After I, I did my first degree, then I went for um, a postgraduate diploma in management of foreign affairs. Then I went to doing my master's degree. So I've not really relaxed in terms of doing school. And then also doing DMF is also keeping me busy. But I do set some time. Um, actually, I really love watching movies and I love singing. Though I don't have a very, very good voice to sing out. <laughs> okay. But I love to sing. Like if, if something else that I would ask God to give me is to make sure give me a sweet voice to sing out there. But okay. yeah, definitely. I love watching movies. So I also get time to watch movies. That's what I love. When, when, when I go to um, watch movie, paint my nails, fix my hair, that's, that's, that's I feel like I've taken care of myself. Brilliant. I love that, Doris. Yeah. I, um, I'd love for you to tell our listeners where they can find out more about your work and find you if they, if they want to know more or find you online. Can you tell us where those places are to look for you? <laughs> um, the best channel the best place they can find us is through um at norris Moller foundation mm -hmm. um youtube channel we do have our instagram pages like at norris Moller, mm -hmm. uh d o d o r i s m o l e l and also um doris Moller foundation has got a lot of information of how best they can support and they can uh, be sharing our work and also we have our website is www smallerfoundation.org is the best place for at least we do chat and we do share different stories and we have a twitter handle which is at dmf tanzania that's where the, the most um live things do happen so we get to share different things that we do and um in our youtube channel we've got um all of our documentaries are in english subtitles so people who don't understand swahili automatically they get to understand what we do because there's English subtitles. Brilliant. That's great. Yeah, just keep up the good work. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ziad. Actually, we should be going to a premature award soon. Yeah, like <laughs> we would love you to join us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that, would, that would be fantastic. I would love to. The experience of it, definitely. Definitely. That, that would be really great. We we'll look forward to hearing about your visit, Ziada. Thanks All again right. for your time, really. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. So thank you as well. Thank you so much. This is really important. And I'm so happy that um, you've taken your time to have me in your show. And uh, we really appreciate it because it's part of raising awareness yeah. of the premature babies. And our theme tune over and over was written and performed by Eleanor Brown, who you can find at eleanorbrownmusic.com. <laughs>